their offensive line, nicknamed the Hogs by line coach Joe Bugle, began to control the tempo of the game with a play called 50 Gut. Joe Jacoby and Russ Grimm, the two Hogs that time with the big blocks. John Riggins, the diesel getting warm. Drag up that diesel. Oh, um, oh, um, oh, um. Let's go diesel. Good afternoon and welcome to another 50 Gut Blog Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Paul Williams, joined tonight by my co-host, Cliff and Guelphin. Cliff, say what's up. What's going on, guys? What's going on? Not much, not much. Tonight, we're joined by a very special guest, a guy that's been one of my favorite Twitter followers on all things NFL Draft and Washington Redskins, the host of the Locked On Redskins podcast and the co-host of the Breaking the Draft podcast coming to us from Mobile, Alabama, at the Senior Bowl, Zach Hicks. Zach, what's going on, man? Going good, man. Thanks for having me on. I've been a big fan of you guys for a while, and you know it's good to be on here. Oh man, thanks. Thank you for having us. I know that you're down there and probably pretty busy down there with all the action with the scouts and the prospects and everything like that. So thanks for making time with us. We appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Cool. Well, first off, what's it like down there? I, I it is your first time down there, right? Yeah, this is my first time down here. Uh, my whole site actually, Breaking Football, got credentialed down here. So it is our first time down here, and. I can't even explain it, man. It's it's crazy. I mean, just walking around the town here, you know, you have like Jay Gruden walking down one side, Dan Quinn on the other, uh, like all these guys. It's just crazy. Reggie McKenzie, as you can see him everywhere, you can go walk up and talk to, you know, Armani Watts, Marcus Allen, all these prospects. It's it's such a cool environment down here, man. I love it. Wow. That's crazy. So our prospects just like around town, you'll just see him at McDonald's just hanging out. Well, probably not McDonald's <laughs> during senior week, but you'll see him just hanging out and just walk them and talk to them ask them questions stuff like that yeah i mean they're all in the same hotel so honestly if i really wanted to i could literally walk down to renaissance hotel right where they're all staying i can go sit in the lobby and they'll be walking by they'll be sitting down they'll maybe get some drinks stuff like that and then you can also see some of the biggest writers in the industry you know matt miller will be on one side andy benoy on the other side like all these guys and it's just all in that one area so it's literally everything that you could Anybody you want to talk to or connect with are all right here in one central area. Wow, that's that's amazing. Oh, I'm sure this is a blast for you down there being for the first time. Uh, yeah, I, man. I, I got to ask. So since you've been seeing a lot of people down there, have you been seeing any Redskins scouts? Have you ever talked to them? Have you ever been able to hang out in some circles with them or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. Let me actually clarify something that I tweeted out the first day. So the <laughs> first day, I was in uh, the big meeting room when there was a bunch of you know, scouts talking to a bunch of players are very informal meetings. These were not formal meetings at all. And I tweet out something saying, like, I don't see any Redskins scouts down here. I was not saying that there was not going to be any scouts. I was <laughs> saying I didn't see any in the room. So I didn't see any in the room. They've all, they're all here now. I've seen Jay Gruden here. I've, I've shook hands with him. I've seen Doug Williams. I've, I've shook hands and said hi to him, too. So they're all here, guys. Don't worry about it. But, yeah, there are a lot of Redskins scouts. I've seen them in a couple of informal meetings. I saw – I saw them talk to Ito Smith out of Southern Miss the other day after practice, and I think mm. they were talking to another player. Oh, Mike McCray, linebacker out of Michigan. They were also talking to him today after practice. Uh, so I've seen them on the field after practice a little bit. So there are definitely scouts down here. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, think, I think the only team that's not down there is the Cowboys, right? They didn't send their coaches, I think, is what I read. The Cowboys kept their whole coaching staff in Dallas to go over new offense or some crap. Well, we actually have we actually have seen Cowboy Scouts down here, and Jerry Jones himself was here, uh, actually smoking a cigar today. In the oh, stand. Jerry! So, so, so <laughs> old Jerry was here, but I have not seen any other coaches now. Nice, nice. Yeah, when you send out that tweet yesterday or Monday afternoon, I should say, 
<laughs> I, I saw like hell retweets is like, oh, no rescue scouts on down there. Typical rescue. I'm like, I'm sure that's not what Zach meant. Right. He just didn't see. No, them no, <laughs> no. Of course, it doesn't mean there's no. I don't have the inside information. I'm not. I wasn't on their team bus coming down here. I don't know. If they're, I I was just saying in the room I was sitting because I was looking around. I walked. I took like eight laps. I was looking for for Redskin scouts. I didn't see any. But I mean, I didn't see any Eagle scouts. I didn't see any. Uh, Patriot scouts. So there was a lot of scouts I didn't see. I just didn't see the Redskins ones there. Yeah, you almost burned down Twitter for a brief <laughs> hour uh, span on Monday. But you know how Redskins Twitter is, man. A mole, I know, man. A mole turns into a mountain over nothing. So, <laughs> but anyway, let's get right to it. So, Charles Robinson of Yahoo said that the Redskins are clearly focused on quarterbacks this week. So let's start with the two biggest names down there. Obviously, the Heisman Trophy winner Baker Mayfield from Oklahoma, and the rumored number one pick Josh Allen from Wyoming. What have you seen from them this week so far? And, uh, you know, who would you say has the upper hand so far? All right, so I can start with Josh Allen here because he's probably – I mean, I know Mayfield won the Heisman, but Josh Allen's definitely the most intriguing guy down here because, you know, his tape is horrible. I mean, yeah. there's nothing else you can really say. His, his tape is horrible. It's, it's 50% completion percentage. The ball is either the perfect spiral down the field, looks amazing, or it's going to be in the dirt. And that's kind of what we've seen a little bit down here. It's, it's either been – you know, the most beautiful pass of the day where it's like our highlight film that we want to throw on Twitter and get a, a billion retweets, or it's been the, you know, Jaleel Scott across the middle, your 6'6 receiver, and he's overthrowing him. Or it's been a simple out route with no touch, and he's just chucking out of bounds. I think he has improved himself. He has, like, improved his stock a little bit, though, this week because, I mean, that arm, you think it's great on tape, but wait until you see it in person. It is so live. It, he can hit it in any single window. I mean, it's it's a beautiful arm. It's just... <sighs> which aren't like which play are you going to get on a play to play basis? It's not consistent. So he's overthrowing guys at times. And I do think he has improved himself because the arm is a lot better in person, but it's, it's a little, it's hit and miss with him. Uh, he did improve a little bit towards the end of practice or to the beginning of practice today End of practice. He was a little inconsistent, but overall I think today was his best day. And then Baker was fairly inconsistent yesterday, really got in a groove today. He had a beautiful throw down the sideline to uh Jasicki where he looked off the safety and it was, Probably the best throw of the day. Everyone in the crowd was going crazy about it. So Baker is certainly turning some heads. He's looking great. His accuracy is on point. And I think Baker's probably been the best quarterback down here. Nice. Yeah, I saw a couple of videos from today's practice. I saw one video where it's just target practice him in Mayfield, and he yeah. totally misses the net. Then I see a clip where he hits, uh, I think, Michael Gallup from Colorado State on just a beautiful mm-hmm. like uh, fade pattern. I was like, this guy, like, if he could just – be more good than bad like I wouldn't even blame the Browns for spending the first pick on him because you see the upside he has these tight spirals and these these crisp throws and they're just beautiful lobs but then he'll just airmail something into row six somehow like but you know how these coaches are right so they'll see all the good and they'll think well I can get the bad out you can get rid of it we can work on mechanics we can work on this they'll they'll talk themselves into the idea that they can get rid of some of his flaws Right. Yeah. So that's where a lot of like errors in scouting come. Like last year, for instance, I was the the guy who was huge on Brad Kaya. I mean, I love Brad Kaya, and we all know how that turned out. It's oh, my, well. my punch! It's my punchline now on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, it's a joke. I'm the Kaya guy. But I mean, you you had games with Kaya, right? Where he'd go like like 15 of 15 in the first half, where it's like 200 yards passing and two touchdowns. In the second half, you know, there'd be one blitz, and he just couldn't do anything about any blitz. So it's hard. It's really hard scouting. That's I think that's a big thing to bring into it, but. You gotta evaluate the good with the bad. He's been he's been good down here and impressive, but there's been a lot of bad too. All right, so another quarterback who and I saw JP Finley have a write up about this was Mike White. He's 
talked about how he's seen the uh, skin staff and scouts talking to him. And White talked about how good an interview he enjoyed, how he enjoyed his interview with the skin scouts. What have you seen from Mike White down there? Yeah, White's been a little inconsistent as well. I thought he would uh, really dominate in the group he's been in. I think Kyle Valletta actually out of Richmond has been the best in that group. Yeah, heard a lot about him. Yeah, White's got some traits, man. I mean, he has a good arm. He's he's fairly mobile. Uh, I I think his release is a little wonky. It's kind of Rivers-like where it kind of comes really far out away from his body. So it it does kind of slow down his motion. But White does have a lot of traits. I do like him. And I heard that uh, in a lot of his scouts, actually, uh, a lot of his, like, interviews – Whenever scouts would ask him, like, where would you take yourself in this draft? He always says number one. And, I, you know, <laughs> however scouts take that, I don't know if it's good or bad. But I do like White. I think he does have some traits. So he'd be a very interesting mid-round option for the Skins. Yeah, I'm sure some coaches are indifferent on the bravado. Probably, you know, yeah. they probably, some probably like the confidence. Some probably turned off. But uh, it's funny that you say Philip Rivers because you're talking to one of the biggest Philip Rivers stands of all time in his podcast. Cliff is a... All time, Phil Rivers stand. So I love Phil Rivers. Oh but yeah. Listen, that's I think the issue with quarterbacks a lot of times is people like to make player comps. It's like I think it's easy yes. for quarterbacks to get people get trapped in player comps with quarterbacks, and it it's hard to find someone that's like Philip Rivers, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's a especially when it comes to throwing motions. No, yeah. Right? I mean, anytime we're, we're... someone has a weird throwing motion, you're like, well, you know, Philip Rivers got a weird. Yeah. And it's like, well this is a Hall of Fame level player, so. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think we use that to compare it to, like, the good version of someone with a wonky throwing motion because Philip right. Rivers is a Hall of Famer. I mean, Philip Rivers right. is one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen in my lifetime, so obviously it's a good comparison. It's just every time you see a wonky throwing motion that you want to work out, it's like, oh, Philip Rivers, there we go. Exactly. Right. Definitely. So let's talk about the other quarterbacks down there. I know you mentioned the kid from Richmond. I know that uh, – a lot of Redskins fans have been like eyeing Luke Falk for a couple of years from Washington State. Mm-hmm. What were the other quarterbacks down there? Have you seen anybody been impressive? Not so impressive. Uh, not really too many, too much impressive play from the other quarterbacks. Lalletta has looked great. I, I love him as like a late round guy. I mean, his mechanics are just beautiful, and he is probably the best passer down here on the run besides Baker Mayfield. I've been calling him Baker Mayfield light on Twitter. Don't hold me to that. I'm, sorry, I'm <laughs> trying to. I'm not trying to make that a brand or anything, but I, I do like Lalletta. The other guys have been just really inconsistent, though. Uh, Silvers has kind of been all over the place. Falk, uh, I mean, he, he came in here with like a broken, I think, left wrist or something. Yeah. So he's kind of struggled to get some snaps. And, and honestly, he hasn't looked great. And then Tanner Lee, I mean, he has been all over the place. Like almost every highlight reel interception has come off Tanner Lee's hands. So <laughs> Tanner Lee has not really helped himself, in my opinion, down here. But I think Loletta has been the big winner of kind of the smaller, like underrated type guys. It's, yeah, it's Loletta. Fun. I've seen a lot of getting uh, a lot of people talking about the pay- he could be the next the guy that replaced Brady on the Patriots and oh gosh yeah he's <laughs> already getting that kind of hype going his way so he's interesting he's interesting I mean he is an FCS guy that's probably why he's getting all the Garoppolo love and the replacement Brady love so he, he's an interesting guy I'm a big fan of his gonna, I cut you off Paul oh I was just gonna say no it's funny that you say that about Tanner Lee I, you just never know what to believe on Twitter because we're pretty much just Going off you guys, I've heard Tanner Lee has looked okay in spurts, but, uh, you know, I, I've heard some bad things as well. So, you yeah. know, it's just, we're going off you guys right now, and it's good to get some actual clarity on how they actually look mm-hmm. down there. Right. And I saw Tanner Lee in Nebraska, and I'm not surprised to hear that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, have a hard time believing that guys who did not play particularly well in college are then going to show up to the senior bowl and be impressive. 
I don't know how often that actually happens. Yeah, Tanner Lee, he's your standard Nebraska quarterback. Just uh, mm, I you know what? I'll shut up. Clip go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I will. Okay, I know we're bashing Tanner Lee here, but I'll I'll say something nice about him. he has a cannon. I mean, he can make any throw. He's kind of like Josh Allen in the sense where they have a cannon. The decision making is just very poor and and it's very inaccurate. So Tanner Lee, if you like Josh Allen, you should like Tanner Lee. But if you don't like Josh Allen or have questions about Josh Allen, Tanner Lee's probably not your guy. Mm. Gotcha. So there's been some talk about uh, skin spending some time with a couple of running backs, Rashad Tenney and Kalen Ballage. Uh, Obviously, they're going to be looking at running back, I would assume, based on what we've seen this year with our running backs. Uh, what have you seen from those two? From those two uh, in particular, Kalen Balazs, man, he is just an athlete. I mean, I, I've heard things that people want him at receiver. They want him at fullback. They want him at running back. I mean, he just does it all. He is so impressive with the ball in his hands. I want to see him in the game, though. Practices, I knew he would look amazing because that's just who he is. He is a pure specimen. He's like 6'3", 225 like built so beautifully. I mean, he's going to, he's going to look great every time he's put in practice. So Kalen Balazs this week, you know, I've been writing all these plus marks in my notes, but I expected that. So I'm not trying to fall in love with him as a prospect again, because we saw him this past year, he averaged like 4.1 yards a carry or something like that. It wasn't very impressive. So I want to see him in the game. I want to see which Kalen Balazs we get in the game. I want to see if she can run hard, but man, in practices, he's been awesome. And uh, Rashad Penny, he's had some ups and downs. I think he's a great, you know, player, just overall player. You know what I mean? He's a football guy. I know we all we all laugh at that because Scott McLuhan would always say that about all the guys <laughs> he liked, but he is a football guy. I mean, he's not the most athletic. He's not the fastest. He's not the quickest, but he understands so many nuanced ways about the running back position, how to get skinny through a hole, how to catch the ball off the backfield, how to win the turn up field and just get yardage. Penny is that, and I don't know if that's what the Redskins need because we just need an explosive guy back there. So if I was picking between the two, I want to go like a guy like Balaj, but they both look like the top two running backs down here. Nice, yeah. I'm a big Balaj fan. I've been watching yeah. his career for a long time, and I kind of caught some heat on this on Twitter. And I think you kind of followed up with this last night. He, he kind of has a little bit of David Johnson in his game. He kind of is a bigger mm -hmm. guy that can catch the ball in the backfield. Kind of has that one cut and go and get upfield, and actually has like deceptive speeds. And I really do like uh, Rashad Penny. The one highlight I've seen from him. This entire week is him getting blown up by that uh, with Trey yeah. Trey Williams. Trey Williams out of uh, Auburn. Auburn. Yeah, that was yeah. a big play right there. Yeah, so I saw that. I was like waiting for a big play, and I saw his name come on my timeline. I'm like, oh, okay, he just got destroyed. But uh, <laughs> I'm sure he'll show it on Saturday. I'm sure he has a lot of talent. I thought he should have been the Heisman running this past year. So I'm looking forward to seeing him on Saturday in the game. I'll give I will give Paul some credit because Paul was all about David Johnson going into that draft. He nice. loved David Johnson. So I will give Paul some level of credit. I know he always thinks I'm hating on him on the pod about his some of his choices, but <laughs> he would not stop talking about David Johnson going into that draft and it, look it, where it, David Johnson is now. So Yeah, it's that Northern Iowa uh well just non biased. People don't know about him and he, I was I swore to God he was like one of the players like, you know what, he's not going to test well, but he's just a guy that I I know you could put him out there. He can return kicks, he can catch the ball, he's not as slow as he seems just because he's kind of like bulky and hulky and just doesn't have great moves, but he's going to be a good player in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, he, he definitely was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two other names that I keep hearing a lot of this week are James Washington, the wide receiver from Oklahoma State, and Marcus Davenport, the outside edge guy from Texas El Paso. What have you seen from those guys this week? 
Well, to start with James Washington, I think he's been a little overblown on Twitter, but man, he he has been really good down here. I mean, there he's almost uncomfortable. I mean, these these corners are a lot of small school FCS type guys, and they don't know how to cover a guy like him. His speed is just way too much for them, and his his quickness off the line has actually impressed me quite a bit. I still think he needs some work on his route running when he's going over the middle on slants or deep ends. He does struggle a bit. But, man, when, if he's just doing getting vertical or beating a press against these guys, he is killing them. And I, I think he's probably been, like, the third most impressive receiver to me behind uh, Pringle from Kansas State and uh, Hamilton from Penn State. Hamilton from Penn State has been incredible this week. Wow. So I, I do like Washington. Washington has been really good, though, and, and he does deserve a lot of the hype because these guys just can't cover him. And then uh, Davenport, you know, he's actually been slightly disappointing. I won't say, like, really disappointing because, you know, he's a really nice guy. I actually got a selfie with him, so, I mean, I, I can't say too many bad things about him. But, but Davenport, uh, I mean, I think he's just showing the struggles that it is to be a guy of that size who played lower competition. So when you play a lower competition, it's just bull rushed. I can throw these guys around. They're not going to block me. But when you get against legit, you know, tackles like Tyrell Crosby and – you know, uh, Brian O'Neill out of Pittsburgh. These guys are going to be NFL starters because they are that good. So I think you just need to go in with a plan in order to beat guys like this. You know, you need to have your go-to moves, and I don't think he has that yet. He's a really raw guy, probably should be a first-rounder, but I don't think he's ready to be a dominant force in the NFL. So speaking of you were talking about how he's been in a little bit of disappointment, I'm going to ask – I got a two-parter for you. Can you get – what's a guy – who's a guy that you've seen down there who you were high on – before you got down to Mobile, who you think is kind of who you feel is kind of underwhelmed you, and then vice versa, someone who you weren't that high on, but has popped out to you when you've been down there. Yeah, so someone I was really high on was Michael Gallup. I, oh, dude, I then this guy just did it all. You know, great route runner. I think he was at Colorado State, and Gallup. I really enjoyed his tape. I mean, just did it all. Very solid player. Nothing that like he did outstanding on tape, but I mean, if you just want a really well-rounded receiver, he's going to be great. And I came down here, and these corners are giving him some fits. You know, the, it's not like the smaller corners do. It's the bigger corners, the ones, the ones with length. He's just not – I think his, I think his go-to is just physicality, and he can't beat these big physical corners. Mm. And his effort has been whew, pretty bad, man. I was sitting next to our, our big receiver guy, Brad Kelly, uh, over at Breaking Football. I was sitting next to him, and he was giving him so many knocks for effort. And – it was just something that I was like really down on because you, you know effort is not something that is natural. You know effort just comes. You have to have it, and if you don't have it, it I don't really know what to do with a player like that. A uh, player who I was really underwhelmed with on tape though coming into the week was uh, Marcus Allen. I didn't think he could really play free safety. I didn't think he moved very well, and I think for like a box safety, he didn't really hit that hard. But coming down here, I mean, he's popping some guys, and especially in some of those tackling drills, and he's actually moving a lot better than what I thought he would. So. I'm very interested in Marcus Allen. I do like some of the other safeties a little more than him, but he's definitely uh, caught my eye because I'm actually focusing a lot on the safeties for breaking football. So Allen has caught my eye a little bit, and I was not very impressed with his film. Oh, man, sucks to hear you say, man. I, I do like Gallup a lot, and that's really a bad look, especially in front of all these college yeah. scouts, you know, you, you don't, or NFL scouts, I should say. You don't really want to be known as a lackluster effort guy because that's, you know, going to yeah. come into play come draft time. If I had to ask you really quick, who's been more impressive? Because I'm a WVU guy, so I'm going to ask about Kaiser White and Marcus Allen. Who's had a better week? Oh, it's 100% Kaiser White. Kaiser White is, hey. is safety <laughs> number one. He is safety number one all day down here. I mean, there is nothing this guy can't do. 
Uh, I mean, he has looked so good lining up in the box and just being a force down there. I think he's going to be an excellent, like, box-type hybrid safety in the NFL. He can play the slot. He can play in there and get rough with the in the run game. I love Kaiser White. And coming down here, I, I liked him a lot, but I just want to see him against these guys. And, you know, I'm coming away with this week super impressed. These tight ends, they can't get off him in the one-on-one drills or in the actually seven-on-sevens or 11-on-elevens. They can't get open against him. He is locking down every tight end. So I love me some Kaiser White. Wow. That's awesome to hear, man. Go Mountaineers. <laughs> You're such a homer. Oh, come on, it's man. Jeez, we, we, don't get, we don't get many guys. In the league. We only get one Pac-Man Jones per like 20 years. So give me a break. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right. So last year in the senior bowl, a little known guy named Kareem Hunt tore it up. And obviously he had a great rookie year, was on pace to be rookie of the year before, you know, Kamara came in and stole a shot and he kind of hit a midseason slump. But I'm going to ask you, name one guy who is a relative unknown in the casual football circles that's going to impress a lot of people on Saturday that people weren't expecting. Hmm. Uh, this guy's actually kind of known because uh, if you watch a lot of college football, but Jalen Samuels has come down here changing positions. He played a lot of tight end to NC State, a lot of fullback, and he didn't really have a role at this past season, but he was just a playmaker. Now coming down here, he has moved to running back, and he has looked awesome. I mean, I know Whoa. we're going with another running back just like Kareem Hunt, but I'm, I'm really intrigued by this guy. I, I know the practices don't really show you much about running backs, but Jalen Samuels, I mean, he, he has a tight end skill set. He has a fullback skill set. And he's looking really quick and shifty as a running back. I think he might wow some guys this weekend. Wow. I, I'm hearing a lot about uh, there's a tackle from, I think it's called Humboldt State. Uh, oh, I, Kappa. His name, yeah, Kappa. His name was escaping me for a second. I heard he's been kicking ass down there a lot. Like, just like, he, there's not a DN that be able to get off him. How's he looked? I mean, he is a big human being, man. I mean, God. I walked by this guy and I had to look up and I think the bottom of his hairline like bottom of his hair because you know his long blonde hair yeah. was above my head even I mean I, I'm like up to his armpit at best I don't <laughs> think I'm that high so he is he is a huge man I think he weighed I think he measured around like 6'6 six, six. I mean he is just massive and he's moving really well he is stonewalling so many of these edge rushers uh, I think he's going to be a very good tackle in the NFL he might take a little bit time to develop because you know that's still a big jump from you know small humble state to the NFL but I mean, offensive line coaches down here are salivating over him. All right, so I think we, we can wrap this up with a little word association. Uh, I'll give you a, a prospect. You just tell me the first thing that pops in your head. Uh, I'll give you the first player over this Puna Ford. Puna Ford. I actually haven't watched much of him this week. Shrine game, he didn't really impress me too much, and I haven't really heard his name, so I don't, I don't know if he's really impressing as much, but I haven't seen anything really of note uh, regarding Puna Ford. Great name, though. <laughs> all right uh alex kappa alex kappa i mean like i just said he's been just shutting guys down edge rushers just they don't have an answer for him he is big he moves well super impressive what about the sean hand the sean hand's been interesting he's actually been one of the most hyped up guys down here i mean i tried i've been trying to get to him after practice because i actually went to high school only a couple minutes away from him I, he actually played against my school and I was standing on the sideline like you know I barely played in high school so <laughs> I was standing on the sideline watching him destroy my team a little bit but I mean he's a big muscular dude he looks every bit of 275 276 it's all muscle but he's, he's just shown a little bit of flashes this week kind of like what he was in college just throw off into alignment every now and then but kind of disappear for the rest of the time it's just been 
the monster with him, he's just going to be a developmental player in the NFL. Interesting. He was, that guy was he was a huge recruit. Yeah, right. number one overall. He was actually yeah. higher than uh, Miles Garrett. Wow. Yep. He, is he uh he's local, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he's he's Woodbridge. Yeah, he, that's yeah. what I thought. I thought he was local. Yeah, he he played against my high school. He was only a couple minute drive away from from uh, my school. Ah, okay. Well, you know how I feel about those Bama those Bama players. Oh, Cliff, we're not gonna start right now, man. We, we're, we're, Zach's on bar time right now, man. He's busy. We're not gonna do that right now. With Alabama talk right now. <laughs> <laughs> Cliff, Cliff is uh, of the mindset that a lot of Bama players, and he's not wrong, are but they are so just chewed up out of college because they most of them redshirt anyway, and then they have these grueling Nick Saban practices, and they're playing into the playoffs, and they're playing into mid January. By the time we get to the NFL, they're just I mean, I don't want to say worn down, but no, oh, I guess it's a good word, worn down. No, their bodies are beat up because it seems yeah. like the defensive players have a lot of wear and tear on their bodies by yeah. the time they get to the league. I mean, it helps some, it helps some, and it hurts some. Like CJ Mosley, I think it really helped his development, and I think that him being kind of like that strong, battered warrior coming to the NFL has really helped him. But yeah, I see it. I mean, it, it definitely does wear down some of the other guys. Yeah, and I, I mean, I've never actually studied this. I actually should look into it. Because I think Mosley was a guy who played as a true freshman, right? And he left after his junior year. And yeah. if I had to guess, I think the guys who play all th- play three years and leave, they probably are better off physically than the guys who have redshirted. Because uh, Minka Fitzpatrick was a guy who started from – who was playing from the minute he got down there. And his body mm-hmm. seems a little fresher. But I think someone like Drake Kirkpatrick, if I remember correctly, he redshirted. And by the time he got to the league, his body was – Worn out, and also the yeah. guy who the guy the Jets took, Darius, uh, the corner. Oh, the corner. Um, Milner was it? D. Yeah, Milner? Milner. Oh, D. Milner. Milner. Jeez, <laughs> yeah, he was another one. His body was his body seemed like it was it was worn out by the time he he got to the NFL. Yeah. Uh, what about Harrison Phillips? How's he looked? <laughs> Best thing about him is he came down here weighing 303. There was a lot of uh, reports saying that he might have been around like 280 this past season. But when he came down here, I mean, he looked like he put on every single pound he possibly could to get to that 300 mark. I think around the, in the NFL, it's going to be around 290 or so. I do think he just packed on the weight. But, I mean, he's moved really well for a guy at 303. Probably has maxed out weight. And his interviews were great. I was walking by some guys there interviewing him. He is one smart guy. I think he was a double major at Stanford. And, I mean, he's just going to be a disruptor from day one. I think he's going to bring a tireless work ethic that teams are going to love, and he's going to improve any defensive line he's on in the NFL. Mm. Yeah, and those Stanford guys. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, Armani Watts? I'm really interested in how he is because I know that he's probably one of the top safety prospects coming into the draft. Yeah, so I'm actually a big safety guy too. Like I do a lot of safety work for breaking football, and that's my main position of focus down here. And Watts, he's been up and down. I mean, he's – Shown a lot of quick burst and, and short-range athleticism. I actually talked to him uh, on media day. I have a, a couple-minute interview that will go up on Locked on Redskins later tonight. He's a very impressive guy to talk to, very humble. I do like him as a person. I do like him in a certain role as a player. I, you cannot put him in man-on-man. He cannot, he cannot cover a tight end. Every, I mean, every single tight end he faced today was, was beating him left and right. He just doesn't have the size, and he doesn't have the physicality to compete with them. But as like a zone safety, or I think he can play a little bit in the box as like a zone type safety, and you don't put him man-to-man on tight ends, I think he can find success in the NFL. But if you match him up against tight ends or receivers, it's it's gone. It's an easy easy catch. I mean, Deshaun Hamilton, I think Deshaun Hamilton, yeah, it was Deshaun Hamilton 
lined up against him in the slot. And right before the play started, I said, this is an easy catch. And he wasn't within like five yards of Hamilton when Hamilton caught it. Awesome. All right. Uh, let's do one more. Uh, Micah Kaiser, a local guy, a guy that we've seen a lot of down at University of Virginia. How has he looked this week? He's a solid dude. I mean, he he is built. I mean, he is. I, I remember. Uh, I think it was Ben Solak who I was riding with today. Said he's just he's got like a box for a head. These these huge shoulders. <laughs> so you know he's a two down thumper, and that that's kind of what he showed this week. He's just kind of a two down thumper. I don't think he practiced today. I think he was injured today, so we, we didn't get to see much of him. But I mean, he he's he's been a physical dude. I'm I'm impressed by him, and I, he interviewed really well too on media day when I was talking to a couple guys around him. So I do like him. I do think he is just kind of that thumper role type in the NFL, though. Awesome, man. Good to hear. Well, I'm going to let you go, man. Thanks again for being with us today, man. Uh, have a good time this week. Uh, hopefully, Saturday is going to be a fun day for you. First time being there in person, man. Thank you so much for being with us, man. Tell people where to find you on Twitter. Yeah, I guess. So you can find me on uh, at ZachHicks2 on Twitter. Also at the at LockedOnRedskins Twitter account. I run that one. I need to be more active on that one because I'm not very active. But yeah, at Zach Hicks 2 is where I'm mostly on. You can also find my stuff on Breaking Football and again, Locked on Redskins. Uh, but thanks again for having me got on tonight, guys. I had a blast. Definitely. Uh, thanks, we're definitely, Zach. We're going to have Appreciate that you on again for the NFL draft, man. A few, a few months. Yeah, certainly, man. I, w- I would love to talk prospects with you guys anytime. Definitely, man. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. All right.